is sapiosexual definition, meanings, and signs. Betterlightf.com. Are you a person who just loves any form of a good intellectual discussion and you find that to be very attractive? Then you can be a sapiosexual. What is sapiosexual? As defined by the Urban Dictionary, a sapiosexual person is someone who finds intelligence in the human mind to be the most sexually attractive feature for a potential sexual relationship. Sapiosexuals are stimulated or challenged by the way another person thinks. They're basically in love with the mind. They may also like other aspects of a person too, like looks, nature, etc. But nothing is more important than the way a person's intelligence would work. It's hard to understand what may make a person see intelligence as sexually so attractive. However, what happened during our childhood serves as a foundation of who we are, especially in connection with intimacy. Much depends upon our relationships with people we find to be attractive based upon our biological urges. Parent, our first love experience, and our first intimate encounter. Perhaps what we look for in a partner is what we always wanted in ourselves. It also might be the catalyst or portal to knowledge of our deeper selves. Signs that you're a sapiosexual. One, you find people more attractive as you get to know them. Ever met someone and though their beauty didn't take your breath away, something about how they conduct themselves, how they spoke and their confidence was undeniably appealing to you. Then as you got to know them, suddenly they become way more beautiful. This is a clear sign of being a sapiosexual. A sapiosexual likes the way a person's mind works rather than other attributes. Two, you are more attracted by what they know than what they have. A sapiosexual would not be impressed with how the person looks or presents themselves. They'll be more attracted with the amount of knowledge a person has. Three, you take it slow in a relationship. So much of what first brings people together is based on that instant lock of the eyes and scan of their body. However, for a sapiosexual, a powerful, intense attraction might happen far later in the dating process, which gives them the opportunity to meet someone truly remarkable instead of someone who's merely beautiful at face value. Four, you are attracted by knowledge in any form. A true sapiosexual loves knowledge for the sake of it. The more well-rounded the knowledge, which can include basic knowledge of everyday facts, obscure Jeffy references, the better, D. Pompo says. Sapiosexual meaning. Sapiosexual is characterized as a person who is attracted to individuals and their intelligence. It is a type of sexual orientation whereas a person craves intellectual stimulation. However, many don't view it as a real orientation as they feel it is not great related to gender preferences, but some experts validate it as an orientation. In other words, we may say that an individual gets aroused when they find someone to be smart. A sapiosexual's interest lies in how the other person intellectually arouses them, and not only by their physical appearance. It is also possible that people who identify themselves as sapiosexuals may disregard good looks and sturdy physiques in the first place. They may not consider dating someone who woos them with roses rather than might consider a person who has who woos them with wise words. To put it in a different manner, the sapiosexual might find the idea of receiving books as a gift very exciting rather than a perfume perfume bottle. Signs of sapiosexuality.
One, intelligence and smartness is at the top for you. If talking about science, discussing varying genres of books, exchanging views and opinions about politics on dates interests you, then it's a good sign of being a sapiosexual. Two, intellectual conversation titillates you. Essentially, intellectual conversation serves as stimuli for physical arousal, such as someone connecting with you at the thought level. You might not enjoy what they say, but you like the idea of the intellectual discussion and get aroused by it. Three, you require intellectual conversation before making love to arouse you. If you find intellectual conversation more stimulating than physical touch during foreplay, then it is a good sign that you might be a sapiosexual. Four, you feel emotional spark is not as important as intellectual spark. Again, four, you feel emotional spark is not as important as intellectual spark. If you feel that someone needs to share the same level of rationality or beyond it as you do before you proceed into a sexual or emotional relationship, then there's a high possibility that you are a sapiosexual. Is sapiosexual a real sexual orientation? Sapiosexuality is often missed in the discourse of sexuality and identity. A lot of people still do not acknowledge sapiosexuality as a real orientation and have questioned its inclusion under the LGBTQIA plus umbrella as it is unrelated to gender preferences like pansexual, homosexual, bisexual, and other orientations. Other orientations. Sapiosexuality refers to a sexual orientation characterized by attraction on the basis of intelligence. Sapiosexuals are primarily attracted by individuals' intellect and value over physical attributes and personality. Physical arouse, no, it's engaging in physical intimacy upon having intellectual conversations with a potential partner. Intelligence is not an additional quality that sapiosexuals prefer, but the primary driver for arousal itself. Sapiosexuals can identify as straight, homosexual, bisexual, or any other sexual orientation as well. Oh, by the way, when I said, um, Uh, by the way, when I said um, homosexual, I, I, I want it to be known that I'm not trying to hurt anyone's uh, feelings. I'm very caring about people, so I would never say anything to demean anyone at all. Um, And I wanted to stop and think about that. I didn't want to do anything to hurt anybody. Um, a lot of times when people have said they're homosexual, it's been very derogative, derogatory. Um, so I wanted to uh, make, let, let it be known that the word that I'm saying has everything to do with uh, describing some of orientation and not trying to use slurs on anybody. I hope I wasn't redundant. I was just very, very... Uh, meticulous and uh, caring to make sure that people know my heart. As sapiosexuality is not about who the, who the individual is attracted to, but how they are attracted to them. Again, as sapiosexuality is not about who the individual is attracted. I'm trying to get this sentence right because sometimes the words and how it's structured. So, one more time. As sapiosexuality is not about who the individual is attracted to, but how they are attracted to them. There I go. Sapiosexuality is also often confused with demisexuality. 
Um, the two are, are, however, different. Unlike sapphic sexuality, emotional connection and intimacy is the characteristic feature for demisexuality. Again, let me read that again. Sapiosexuality is also often confused with demisexuality. The two are, however, different. Unlike sapiosexuality, emotional connection and intimacy is the characteristic feature for demisexuality. Labels exist only to make a person's experience validated and develop comfort and confidence around how one truly feels. If the term sapiosexuality resonates with your inner world and experiences, there's no reason that you should refrain from using it. How sapiosexuality works in relationships. Sapiosexuality can be understood as a sexual orientation based on which a person is attracted to someone only when they find them smart or intelligent. It's usually seen as an orientation with its own space because intellect of a partner is a very important prerequisite for the sapiosexual individual to get attracted to someone. There are various ways in which it works within a relationship. Firstly, it is not usually considered a part of the LGBT plus group because both queer and non-queer folk can be sapiosexuals. Sapiosexuality is more about is more about what is an important aspect of someone for them to get attracted to a certain individual. A uh, sapiosexual individual would be much more interested in a person's thoughts, values, morals, and opinions about something and how they look. The fact that they can have highly cerebral or intellectual conversations with someone else forms the base for this sort of orientation. Um, sapiosexuals always find themselves getting attracted to someone mostly after having a deep conversation with them. They would test the waters and then if they feel like a spark existed in the realm of intellectual conversations, they will be naturally drawn to that person. And it's not to say that other people will not consider smart as an important trait to date someone. It is to say that for sapiosexuals, this is the most important, this is the most prominent aspect out of every other criterion. We can then also probably conclude that being in, that being in orientation is something that sexually arouses someone. This means that for a sapiosexual, a sexual attraction is felt as a source of this realization that their partner has a certain level of intellect that they admire or seek. Sapiophile versus sapiosexual. There is a thin line between being a sapiophile and being a sapiosexual. Sapiophile is a term that is used to define someone who's attracted to intellectual people, whereas the sexual attraction towards people who showcase high intelligence is characteristic of a sapiosexual. In simple words, we can say that both sapiophile and sapiosexual are attracted to people due to the nature of their intellect and their brain power. The difference is that sapiosexuals engage in physical intimate relationships with them, while sapiophile may not. Sapiosexuality is all about being attracted to intelligence. If your fantasies include doing a crossword with your partner, then maybe you are sapiosexual. If you search sapiosexual meaning in Hindi, if you search sapiosexual meaning in Hindi, you'll find a variety of answers on the internet. I'm sorry. If you search sapiosexual meaning in Hindi, you will find a variety of answers on the internet. But what does it really mean? If you feel you're having issues in your relationship due to personality differences, talk to an online therapist can help you overcome these issues. Um, so, 
I think personally that I am both a sapiophile and a sapiosexual, okay? Let's make this simple and easy. I find people more attractive as I get to know them. I'm more attracted by what they know than what they have. I take it slow in my relationships. I'm attracted by knowledge in any form. Intelligence and smartness is at the top for me. Intellectual conversation titillates me. I require intellectual conversation before making love to arouse me. I feel emotional spark is not as important as an intellectual spark. I think that sapiosexuality is a real sexual orientation, especially for myself. Um, I'm a sapiophile because I am attracted to intellectual people. My sexual attraction towards people who showcase high intelligence is characteristic of me as a sapiosexual person. So yeah, I made it simple and easy. Um, now, let's try demisexuality. Because I'm going to surprise you with, with my answer. about how I feel that I may be a cross, I may be a hybrid. Stay tuned. What is demisexuality? Demisexual people only feel sex attracted to someone whom, when they have an emotional bond with a person. They could be gay, straight, bisexual, pansexual, and any gender identity. The prefix demi means half, which can refer to being halfway between sexual and asexual. Demisexuality could be a type of gray sexuality. A gray sexual person may experience sexual attraction only rarely, or they may feel sexual attraction by the interested in sex. Demisexual people do not feel primary attraction. They attract you to someone when you first meet them. They only feel secondary attraction. The type of attraction that happens after knowing someone for a while. Other names for demisexuality. Demisexuality is the only name for the need to have a connection with someone before feeling attraction. However, some people might use terms for other modes of gray sexuality to refer to demisexuality. These include gray, a, hyposexual, semisexual, low sexual intensity, asexual, asexual is. Um, demi romanticism is related to but different from demisexuality. Demi romantic people need to have emotional connection with someone before they feel romantic towards them. Myths and, and misconceptions about demisexuality. Um, demisexuality does not mean someone is prudish or afraid of sex. Demisexual people simply do not feel like sexual attraction to new people. Demisexuality also is not related to a moral or religious belief about sex. It is sexual orientation, not a choice. It's also a myth that demisexuality is a sign of low sex drive. Once demisexual people are in a sexual relationship, they have varying levels of sex drive. Some may have sex often, while others may not. Demisexuality only refers to the type of attraction that person feels, not often how they have sex. Again, demisexuality also only refers to the type of attraction that person feels, not how often they have sex. Um, a common misconception is that demisexual people need to be in love with someone to feel sexual attraction. Demisexuality requires a connection, but for many people that could be a close friendship or another type of non-romantic relationship. If you choose to have sex only with people you've known for a long time or have a close connection with, you're not necessarily demisexual. 
Demisexualism and cash would preferably drive the attraction that comes before sexual encounters. Helping your loved ones understand demisexuality. Coming out as a demisexual person is a personal decision. You don't have to come out if you don't want to. Your sexual orientation is your business. If you decide to tell others, your friends and family members may have a lot of questions after you come out to them. Um, it may help to put together a few online resources about demisexuality that you can share. This will help answer their question and will take some of the burden of explanation off of you. Even with a prepared list of resources, you may still need to explain some things about demisexuality to friends and family. It may help to compare it to the other sexual orientations. For example, homosexual people are attracted only to people of the same gender. Demisexual people are, all, are attracted only to people with whom they have an emotional connection. This comparison may help them to better understand demisexuality. Well, I am going to give y'all a pleasant news. I am a hybrid of sapiosexual and demisexual. I can't have sex with someone that I don't emotionally um, have a connection with. And I experienced that as a casual dater. Just because it's casual, it doesn't mean that you can't have an emotional um, peace with another person. Peace meaning connection for me. So I am both, I am, I dare say I'm 50% sapiosexual and 50% demisexual. I need intellect intelligence with emotional stimulation of my heart and merging together. So I am a hybrid of sapiosexual and demisexual. I just learned this about myself. When I started reading it uh, a few months ago, I was like, I think that might be me, but now I'm comfortable sharing that. And um, so yes, I, I, I only have sex with people that stimulate my high brain power and my high soulfulness power. So now you understand where I'm coming from. I I wouldn't you know I, I'm not asexual, um, but but to be honest, I'm also a demi-romantic because I need to have an emotional connection with someone before I feel romantic towards them. And I'm a sapiosexual. It means that I need, I'm a sapio-romantic. That means that I need to have an intellectual connection with someone before I feel romantic towards them too. So, um, when I'm attracted to them, it's because my emotion and intellect stimulates. So, I like that there are bits and pieces of myself that I find in numerous sexual orientations. I'm like, wow, I'm demisexual, I'm sapiosexual, I'm a sapiophile, and I'm a sapioromantic. I think that's pretty cool. Um... When it 
for this is how I define it for myself. When they say I feel attraction to new people, to me that would mean I don't feel attraction to people that are the total opposite of what's the best way to put it? I don't feel sexual attraction to people that I don't feel an emotional connection with. See, I'm attracted to new people as long as I have no emotional and intellectual attraction to them, right? So some people have definitions of words that are, that may not fit the conventional aspect, but, you know, I, I don't see myself as grace sexual in the terms that there's so many complex factors into what makes me feel lovey-dovey and what makes me feel horny. But I'm one of those demisexuals that has sex often. And you know, I don't mind new people as long as they stimulate my love and my mind. Love in this case is compassion for love. You stimulate me. You're pleasuring the empathy but you're also pleasuring the scholar within me too. So that's how I've defined that there are layers of demisexuality and sapiosexuality um, wrapped up in one. So I have traits of both, right? So I'm a demisapiosexuality. So I just merge them together. That's my great sexuality. And also I'm the kind of person that is a sapiophile and a sapio-romantic. So I'm a sapio-romantic sexual. Wait a minute. I'm a sapio-romantic sexual. So I'm that way too. I feel emotional and intellectual connection before I get lovey-dovey and horny. Express it. So I think that is very, very cool about me that I just learned. Um, that's cool, man. I'm just so proud of myself. I really think that, um, I think that's awesome for me. Something that I got to learn about me. Um, do I keep talking? Hell yeah, Tony, I keep talking, homie. That's me encouraging myself. Saw another article and I'm just gonna go for it. So let's get back to this demisexuality business. What does it mean to be demisexual? Healthline.com. Healthline.com 
I love the article. What exactly does demisexual mean? Demisexuality is a sexual orientation where people only experience sexual attraction to folks that they have close emotional connections with. In other words, demisexual people only experience sexual attraction after emotional bond is formed. What kind of bond are you talking about? Love? This emotional bond isn't necessarily love or romance. For some demisexual people may be friendship, including platonic friendship. They might necessarily love the person, whether romantically or platonically at all. Whether romantically or platonically at all. Wait, why does that need a label? Our orientation describes who we're attracted to. Demisexual people experience attraction to a select group of people. You might wonder, but don't many of us wait to feel an emotional connection with someone before having sex with them? Yes, many people do choose to only have sex with people they have a bond with, whether it's in marriage, a committed with a relationship, or a happy and trusting friendship. The difference is that demisexuality is about having sex and about the ability to feel sexual attraction to specific people. That's my reality, actually. I do feel a sexual attraction to specific people. I don't sleep with everyone. I don't sleep with everyone, and I'm not attracted to everyone. I'm not all around attracted to everyone. Everyone is not my cup of tea. You can be sexually attracted to someone without having sex with them. You can have sex with someone without actually feeling attracted to them. That is a, those are real truths. Demisexual people aren't simply people who decide to date someone for a long time before having sex with them. It isn't about deciding to have sex, but rather feeling sexually attracted to someone. I say something my sexual people might choose to wait a while before having sex with a romantic partner, but this is independent of their sexual orientation. Does an emotional bond guarantee that sexual attraction will develop? Nope. Heterosexual men are sexually attracted to women, but they're not necessarily attracted to every woman they meet. Similarly, demisexual, demisexuality doesn't mean that a demisexual person is attracted to everyone. They have a deep emotional... Similarly, Demisexuality doesn't mean that a demisexual person is attracted to everyone they have a deep emotional bond with. Does this orientation fit under the asexual umbrella? This question is caused for a lot of debate in asexual, gray sexual, demisexual communities. Now, in an, an asexual person experiences little to no sexual attraction. Sexual attraction is about finding someone sexually appealing and wanting to have sex with them. The opposite of asexual is sexual, also referred to as Allosexual. Wow. Wait, I'm learning something new about me again, potentially. Wow. I am, oh my God, this is so cool. Okay, we have to do an article on allosexuality after this. Oh, this is so awesome. I love learning about me. Gray sexuality is often seen as midpoint to asexuality, allosexuality. Gray sexual people rarely experience sexual attraction or they experience it with low intensity. Oh, never mind. I'm not gray sexual. I thought I was. I thought that my, well, I define it differently for myself. I experience sexual attraction often and I experience it with high intensity. So here's how I define gray sexual myself. There are gray areas to my sexuality because it's so complex. It's it fluctuates. My orientations fluctuate. So I don't have the same definition for gray sexuality that other people have. Mine means there are shades of gray, not the book, but another word for gray areas to my sexuality because you can't put it in a box. You can't buy the blue and buy the bang. 
because there's so many la- multi layers to it. Okay, that's a different part. Some people argue that demisexuality doesn't fit under the asexual umbrella because it only refers to the circumstances under which you feel sexual attraction. It doesn't necessarily comment on how often or how intensely experience sexual attraction. Somebody who tends to feel intense sexual attraction towards nearly all of their closest friends and partners, not toward acquaintances or strangers, might feel that they are demisexual but not asexual at all. Someone who's only sex attracted to one or two close friends or partners, but not often and not intensely, might identify strongly with gray sexuality or asexuality. On the other hand, people argue that demisexuality falls into the asexual banner. This is because demisexuality does describe a situation where you only experience sexual attraction in any of the circumstances. At the end of the day, it doesn't particularly matter what anyone else thinks about where this orientation falls in the asexual satisfactory sexual spectrum. You're allowed to identify how you, however you'd like, and you're welcome to choose multiple labels to describe your sexual or romantic orientation. When you apply a gender orientation to this, most sexual orientation labels, such as homosexual, bisexual, pansexual, refer to the gender slash of the people who are attracted to. Demisexual is different because it refers to the nature of our relationships with people are attracted to. It's okay to want to use a description that refers to gender orientation too. So yes, you can be demisexual, also homosexual, bisexual, pansexual, heterosexual, and so on. Whatever best describes your individual orientation. What does being demisexual look like in practice? Being demisexual is different, different people. The demisexual, you might relate to the following feelings or scenarios. I seldom feel sexually attracted to people I see on the street, strangers, or acquaintances. That's not me. I have felt sexually attracted to someone I was close to, such as a friend or manic partner. That's me. My emotional connection with someone affects whether I feel sexually attracted to them. That's me. I'm not aroused or interested in the thought of having sex with someone I don't know well, even if they're aesthetically beautiful or have a pleasant personality. That's me. That said, all demisexuals are different, and you might be demisexual even if you don't relate to the above. How is this different from being graysexual? Demisexual people experience sexual attraction after a close emotional bond is formed. This is different from self and experiencing sexual attraction. Demisexual people might experience sexual attraction often intensely, but only with people they're close to. Similarly, graysexual people might find that when they do experience sexual attraction, it isn't necessarily people that have a close emotional bond with. Is it possible to be both at the same time or fluctuate between the two? Yes, you can simultaneously identify as demisexual and graysexual, demisexual and asexual. It's also totally okay to fluctuate between orientations. What about elsewhere on the spectrum? Can you move between periods of sexuality and sexuality? Yes, as mentioned before, demisexual people might identify as asexual, graysexual, or allosexual. Sexuality and orientation are fluid. You might find your capacity for sexual attraction shifts over time. For example, you might go from being allosexual to being grasexual to being asexual. Interestingly, the 2015 asexual census found that over 80% of its respondents identified as another orientation before they identified as asexual. It demonstrates how fluid sexuality can be. Remember, this doesn't mean that they're this doesn't mean that they weren't necessarily whatever identity they identified with before. It doesn't mean they're not asexual now. Fluid orientations aren't any less valid than non-fluid ones. Can demisexual experience other forms of attraction? Yes. Demisexual people can experience other forms of attraction. This may include romantic attraction, desire and romantic relationship with someone. Sometimes I feel that aesthetic attraction being attracted to someone based on how they look. I often feel that. Sensual or physical attraction, wanting to touch, hold, or cuddle someone. So me. Platonic 
attraction, wanting to be friends with somebody, me, me, me. Emotional attraction, wanting emotional connection with someone, me, 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 me. What does being demisexual mean for partner relationships? Demisexual people might or might not desire romantic relationships and partnerships. And in relationships, demisexual people might or might not choose to have sex. To some demisexual people, sex might not be important in relationships. To others, to others, it's important. Yeah, it's important to me. Some demisexual people might feel their bond with their partner isn't necessarily close enough for them to feel sex attracted to their partner. Some might choose to wait till they feel close enough to their partner. Some might opt out altogether. I feel I want to feel close enough to my partner. Partners. Some might have sex with their partner without feeling sex attracted to their partner. Not me. Every demisexual person is different. Is it okay to not want a relationship at all? Yes, many people, including demisexual people, don't want relationships, and that's totally okay. Remember that having an emotional bond with someone isn't the same as having or wanting a romantic relationship with them. So a demisexual person might have an emotional bond with someone and feel sexually attracted to them. Not necessarily want a romantic relationship with that person. That's me. That's me. What about sex? Being demisexual isn't about your capacity for sexual enjoyment, only sexual attraction. There's also a difference between sexual attraction and sexual behavior. You can be sexually attracted to someone without having sex with them. You can have sex with someone you're not sexually attracted to. There are many reasons why people have sex, including to become pregnant. I don't want that. To feel intimacy. That's the icing of the cake of the intimacy. But yes, icing of the cake, though. For emotional bonding, it's the result of emotional bonding. That's why we have sex, because there's emotional bonding first. For pleasure and fun, that's the icing of the cakes of the intimacy, again, for experimentation. Well, it's an experimentation I know will work out well for me. So, yes. So, demisexual people, like any other group of people, might have sex with people who they're not sexually attracted to. That, that would not be me. As for people who are asexual or graysexual, they're all unique and they have different feelings about sex. The words used to describe these feelings include sex repulsive, meaning they dislike sex and don't want to have it. Respectfully, that's not me. Sex is different, meaning they feel lukewarm about sex. Not me either. Sex favorable, meaning they desire and enjoy sex. That is super duper me. Where does masturbation fit into this? Asexual and graysexual people might masturbate. Um... This includes demisexual people may also identify as asexual, graysexual. Yes, it could feel enjoyable for them. It does feel enjoyable for me, yes. Yes, I masturbate. Not too much, not too little in private places. It's all legal and no crimes are being committed. So, fine is fine. Again, every person is unique and what one demisexual person enjoys might not be what another person enjoys. How do you know if you fit under the asexual umbrella, if at all? There's no test to determine whether you are asexual, graysexual, or demisexual. You might find it helpful to ask yourself questions like, who do I experience sexual attraction to? How do I feel about these people? How often do I experience sexual attraction? How intense is sexual attraction? Is sexual attraction important back in choosing who I date? Do I ever feel sexually attracted to strangers or acquaintances? Of course, there are no right or wrong answers. Every demisexual person will answer differently based on their own feelings and experiences. Are asking yourself these questions to help you understand the process your feelings about sexual attraction. 
Where can you learn more about being demisexual? Learn more about demisexuality online or local diverse media. If you have a local LGBTQ plus community, you might be able to connect with other demisexual people here. So, wow, I am demisexual. That is so awesome. Love learning about. I, I, I enjoy that about me. I'm always on a quest to learn myself. Um, okay, let me read two more. Actually, I'm just reading until I'm done. Allosexual meaning what this sexual identity is and what it's not. Allosexual. If you find yourself feeling sexually attracted to other people, you might be allosexual. With so many names for sexual and romantic orientation, sometimes it can be confusing to know if and when a label fits you. This can be true even if your sexual identity falls into the realm of what our culture views as typical sexual attraction and desire, also known as allosexuality. I'm not sure what allosexuality is and what it's not. Why there's a need for this label at all. Why is there a need for this label at all? Does the label fit you? Read on. Here's what allosexuality is. Allosexuality is a term that applies to anyone who experiences sexual attraction or desire. It can be understood as the opposite of asexuality, the absence of sexual desire or attraction. Allosexuality does not pertain to who you're attracted to, but rather how you experience that attraction. For this reason, a person who's allosexual can have additional sexual identities. For example, an allosexual person may consider themselves as a pansexual allosexual. Someone who's sexually attracted to people regardless of their gender identity or expression. Oh my god. I am pansexual allosexual. This is fucking awesome, goddammit. This is the shit that I'm motherfucking on. <laughs> or a heterosexual allosexual. Someone who experiences sexual desire for people the opposite gender. And that's, by the way, this is the excellent shit that I'm motherfucking on. There we go. Self-correction. A person who is allosexual may one experience his crushes on people, be individuals they know and already have a relationship with, people they barely met or complete strangers, me. Two, want their partnerships or dating experiences to include sexual intimacy, me. Three, have sexual fantasies, me. Four, experience the desire to have sex with others or engage in sex with others, me. Here's what allosexuality is not. There's no catch-all experience of this identity that could be defined, but here are a few things that allosexuality is not. One, always wanting sex, having high sex drive. Allosexuals can experience waning and waxing sexual attraction of beetles. That's true for me. That's true for me. Don't get me wrong. Usually, I'm always wanting sex. There are times where that's not the case, but usually I'm always wanting sex. Usually I have the high sex drive of a hypersexual. And yes, I'm hypersexual, but I don't have sexual addiction. I don't have porn addiction. You know what I mean? I don't have those things that society would attribute to a person who has that high sex drive as I do. So yes, usually I'm always wanting sex and usually I'm always having sex drive. That is very true. 
I'm hypersexual without all of the self-destructive behavior. I'm hypersexual without having self-destructive personality. That's true. But my sexual attraction and libidos do wax and wane some, you know, here and there in bits and pieces some in certain situations. Two, being down for anything. Enthusiastic consent is a must for any and all sexual activities. Don't assume that just because somebody identifies as allosexual, they're going to be interested in the same sexual activities you are. That's very true. Three, having a lot of sex. In fact, one could be allosexual and not have sex at all. Allosexuality simply refers to the desire or to having sexual attraction. Usually, I want to have a lot of sex. Usually, having a lot of sex is something that makes me go, yeah, yeah. But again, I'm not sexually reckless. I do not have callous attitude towards sex and sexuality. Usually, and all the time, actually, I am a responsible sexual person. I'm sexually responsible. Always have been, and that'll never change. Being allosexual does not necessarily mean you're alloromantic. While allosexual person, anyone who experiences sexual desire, the term allomantic pertains to anyone who experiences romantic attraction. Allomantic person may desire an intimate emotional relationship with someone regardless of, of if that relationship is sexual or not. And since a person may identify being alloromantic and not allosexual, vice versa. On the other hand, alloromantic person can also be allosexual, meaning they experience both romantic and sexual desires. That's me, though. That's me. I'm allosexual and alloromantic. I, I have both traits. And people are like, but you're you casual date. You're single by choice forever person. You're childless forever. How? Because I like to do romantic things when I have romantic, you know. I like to do romantic things, but I don't want a serious relationship. You know, hey, told you. I'm great romantic too because my being romantic means that you can't put that in a box. You can't buy the boom by the pain because it means there are multiple factors. Here we go. Allosexuality is just on a spectrum. As with all aspects of our sexual identity, different people have different experiences of being allosexual. Some people are allosexual and they consistently experience a high level of sexual attraction to others. That's me. This is the case with Craig Anderson, a self-identified allosexual who tells O, o School, O dot School, yeah, this is O dot School, right, the article. The first time I had orgasm, I couldn't even comprehend why people would not want to feel as many of these as humanly possible. Those are my sentiments. For him, this consistent level of sexual desire has continued throughout his life. Mine too. Others, however, may experience sexual attraction less consistently. Aram Shaw, a queer non-binary allosexual, experiences their desire differently. I would describe my sexual attraction like a roller coaster, they tell O.School. Sometimes there are highs, which Shaw describes frequent thoughts of sex as heightened sexual activity, including masturbation and sexual partners. I identify with those things. During the lows, conversely, they have a lack of desire for sex many times. Usually that happens to me when I feel like feel depressed or feel sick. You know, every now and then feeling extremely tired. Like if I don't rest, my body will give out and I wake up like, wow. So every now and then I feel that. Sometimes my sexual desire wanes for a few weeks at Sean, other times for months. Nah, that's not the case for me. 
These fluctuations actually attraction can be confusing or frustrating for some people, especially partially someone with attraction desire. Shaw speaks of the state, stating that sometimes I'm fearful that my sexual desire won't return, but so far as it always comes back, even if briefly. Whatever your level of sexual attraction, whatever way it does or does not fluctuate, is totally normal. There's no one right way to experience desire, nor any better way to identify. Why the term allosexual was coined? According to the LGBT Plus Wiki, one of the reasons that term, the term allosexual was coined was to give an alternative to people assuming that experience of sexual desire is a norm. Prior to the creation of the term around 2011, people were seen as either being on the asexual spectrum or being normal. Other times, non-asexual people were referred to as sexual with broadly number of issues as not everyone experiences sexual desire or attraction as sex. Therefore, the term allosexual was created as an alternative and as a way to reduce the othering of sexual identities such as demisexual or asexual. The label allosexual may feel right for some, but not for others. For some labels, for some labels could be a way to better understand themselves. Anderson is one such person who finds the label allosexual helpful and tells the old at school. I never heard the word allosexual before. I have a number of friends who are on the asexual spectrum, but I didn't know there was a word for non-ace or demisexual. That's absolutely what I am. Others will opt to choose not to label their sexual identity. That is also a reasonable decision. For some labels don't feel necessary or it makes them feel as if they are too boxed into a certain identity and that it doesn't represent the more fluid reality of their situation. We may not always understand those identities are different. We may not always understand those whose identities are different than ours, and that's okay. As Anderson, said, as Anderson says, I finally decided it wasn't for me to understand the support and love. So I hope you identify, be it as allosexual or sexual or something else together, a sexual identity is yours alone to define and whichever identity you choose is valid. Bottom line, it could be an important and interesting journey to discover more about our sexual identity. If you experience sexual desire or attraction, it's likely you may fall into the identity of allosexual. If that term doesn't feel right for you, though, consider exploring other sexual identities, such as asexual, demisexual, cupiosexual, to see if there's an identity that resonates with to see if there's an identity that resonates with you better. Regardless of it, there's any label identified with at all. Remember that sexual identities exist on the spectrum and can be fluid. So your experiences of sexuality today may be different than what you've experienced in the past. Angie Abba is a queen, is a queer disabled fan from Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. Wow. That is really cool. I am allosexual. <sighs> Oh man, this is, this is music to my ears. Still wanna look up this creepy, this creepyosexual. Let me see what that's talking about. So, yeah, that's not me. Okay, that's a subset of asexual. Yeah, that's not me. Um, okay, but let me get back to what is me. More sapiosexual, shall we? Uh, 12 signs are a sapiosexual, someone who is physically mentally turned on by smart people. Sapiosexual, someone that is sexually mentally turned on by smart people. Sapiosexuals are aroused by intelligence. When you think, when you, when you think about what turns you on or what attracts you as a human being dramatically and pragmatically, what comes to mind, while most people automatically have their mind turned to the way someone laughs or the color of their eyes, there are those in life who do not focus on those competitors when choosing a partner. 
Now, for some, it is not about what resides on the outside, but rather they find those they want to settle down with and spend time with based on their intelligence and their mind. While most do consider intelligence something that aids in the pull to another human being, a group most often referred to as sapiosexuals find it to be the main point of sexual and soul connection. Intelligence for this group isn't just a bonus, it's a necessity. There are 12 signs you may be a sapiosexual because there's so much more than liking someone who uses big words and has read and finite jests. One, okay, this is so me. Intelligence and deep conversation inspires me and turns me on. I must love a great conversation required daily from the person you choose. People I choose, in my case, ha 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 ha. When you hear someone talking about their thoughts and the things that they question or know in life, you not only admire them, but you find yourself attracted to them on a level unlike any other. Two, credentials don't matter. We're looking for potential partners. Intelligence is always at the top of my list. You dig deeper into human beings. If there isn't much below the surface, you find yourself bored and interested. You can't even fathom being with someone like that for the rest of your life. You crave intelligence to you. It is exciting and it takes presence of what someone does for a living, how much money they have. Three, I love debating. If someone challenges you to a debate, you find yourself drawn to them on a deeper level. And then you discover a counterpart who will always expands your mind and who doesn't shy away from using their knowledge to test or entice you. You don't find these kinds of people stubborn or pretentious either. You admire their eagerness and their thirst for smart conversation. Four, physical attraction is great to me, but conversation is better to me. Yes, you need to be physically attracted to someone in order to be with them. However, if they are simply just a pretty face, you tire easily. To you, conversation is key, no matter how attractive someone is. If they cannot hold one, if they cannot deepen your knowledge, they aren't worth your time. Five, the more I get to know someone, the more attracted to them I am. While most people have to find themselves and draw with others right away, with others right away, you ease into relationships and attractions. For you, you always discover a diamond in the rough, someone who may not act, who may not initially be the shiniest person in the room but who holds within them depth and a thirst for life the more and more you dig into who they are. When you slowly discover someone's wit, someone's smarts, their emotional intelligence, the way they speak, the way they resolve conflict, their attractive and gross, you're slow and steady. Six, I hate small talk. You feel physically uncomfortable with someone, you feel physically uncomfortable when someone cannot hold a deep conversation with you. Small talk is a thing of nightmares and you would run. And you, much, and you would much rather sit in silence than have to answer to someone's comments on the weather. You admire those who use their intelligence to carry conversations forward. They expand on ideas and ask questions that fuel speaking points. Seven, extremely turn, seven, I am extremely turned off by foolishness and brutism. You cannot stand those who need to assert themselves through aggression or over-the-top gestures. I, you have no tolerance for me people who are foolish and who unravel easily. You find it attractive when someone can meet difficult situations with poise and with intellect. You admire those who can rationalize their feelings and who do not explode or fly off the handle when everything's go wrong. Eight, you, you would much rather, I, eight, I would much rather meet someone in a bookstore than a bar. Um, even though I like bars and go to them, I don't go to bars and meet people, right? Nothing's attractive about screaming your name to someone you meet three minutes ago on a dance floor. Say your dream date, your dream introduction will occur within a bookstore or at a documentary screening. Maybe this is where you will find intellectual counterparts because their environments don't inspire meaningful conversations. And don't get me wrong, 
That's one thing. I don't mind the streamer name, damn it, three minutes ago. As long as they're my type. If they do at the bar or anywhere, that's cool as long as they're my type. Nine, I'm an incredible listener. Uh, you love when people can teach you things, and this has caused you to hone your listening skills. You might when those you care for are able to go on about something they learned or something they find fascinating. Not only does this expand your mind and connect with your value of conversation, but seeing someone so passionate about knowledge so capable of articulating it makes you bubble over with admiration. You have no problem sitting still listening to them for hours. 10. Brad grammar is one of my biggest turnoffs. If you start to talk to someone, they text you things like, hey, what letter R letter are you doing? Or you short forms, you cannot stand it. You're automatically turned off. You cannot continue talking to the wind alone. 11. It's not just about book smarts for me. While most would think that being attracted to intelligence and others refers to knowledge of topics that are tangible, that's not the only kind of intelligence that draws you to someone. Instead, you also find emotional intelligence and self-awareness incredibly sexy. You love when someone is in tune with their feelings. You admire those who can rationalize and work the situations using their mind. You find that kind of maturity enticing. Uh, lastly, 12. I am always le- looking to learn. The thought of sitting at home watching documentaries on the universe and things you are still learning about is ideal to you. You absolutely love anything that expands your mind. You crave opportunities that provide you the ability to learn and grow. You seek out people with who you find smarter because you would like to learn from them. You go to panels and lectures on topics you aren't well-versed in because you see them as a challenge. You enjoy educating yourself on new things. If someone you care for does not share this intellectual thirst with you, you find yourself losing interest quickly. So all these sentences after all these traits that he's told you about me all apply to me perfectly. Yes, I'm a sapiosexual. I said the last time in this episode. I love being true to myself. I'm gonna read you two more things. Then I can go. What does pansexual mean? How to know if you're pan? MPG contributed by Mary Retta. Expert reviewed by Christy Overstreet, PhD, LPCC, LMHC, CST, mindbodygreen.com, right? April 27, 2020. As sexual fluidity becomes increasingly normalized in pop culture and mainstream media, more and more people are identifying as pansexual. According to a 2017 survey conducted by the Human Rights Campaign, 14% of respondents identified as pansexual, a number that has more than doubled since a similar, since a similar survey ran in 2012. Here's everything you need to know about being pansexual or pan for short. What is pansexual? People have defined pansexuality in a number of ways, but the most common answer is that pansexual people feel sexually attracted to anyone regardless of their sex assigned at birth or gender identity. I'm going to go on the record and say, yes, I am pansexual. The prefix pan means all, so pansexual people can be attracted to people of all genders. This could attract to someone who identifies as cisgender, transgender, bigender, non-binary, or any other gender. As someone who identifies as pansexual, I, def- I define 
pansexuality as being attracted to people who are located anywhere along the spectrum of gender identity, psychologist Akila Sigler confirmed. But I do want to say that most of the terms that define sexuality are expansive. There are many nuances and ways that different people define and experience their pansexuality. Some pansexual people say that they're attracted to people based on personality, with gender playing no role at all. This isn't to say pansexual people are attracted to everyone, but gender just isn't the defining factor in who they are and aren't attracted to. A simple pansexual test. There's no certified test that can tell you whether you're pansexual, only you can decide that for yourself. That being said, here are a few signs you can look out for. One, you're attracted to people regardless of gender. Yes, I am attracted to people regardless of gender. If you are attracted to people of all genders, if you can develop attraction to people without knowing their pronouns or gender identity, this is a good sign may be pansexual. This may mean that someone's gender is not a determining factor in decide to have sex with or date, and possibly even that gender is irrelevant in terms of someone's attraction. Jesse Pan, LCSW-RCST, uh, Sex Therapist, Director of the Gender and Sexuality Therapy Center, NYC, tells MBG. Two, other labels like bisexual just don't feel right. That's how I feel describing my personal sexual orientation that I choose to publicize to you all. If you know you are queer, but terms like bisexual don't fit, don't feel like they define your sexuality, this is another sign you may be pansexual. Yes, I'm queer. Historically, bisexuality is used to describe attraction to both the same and opposite gender, and the way it has often been used is very binary. Gender and sex therapist Ray McDaniel tells MBG. Many folks found that limiting and not inclusive of the vast spectrum of gender identities and expression, so the term pansexuality is born to talk about attraction to people of many different genders. In reality, bisexuality means attraction to two or more genders, and so practically speaking, can involve attraction just as diverse a selection of people as pansexuality, even so it's possible that the term bisexual just doesn't align with you for some reason. That could be a sign that you're actually pansexual. Three, I feel comfortable with the label. Ultimately, what matters most is that you feel comfortable with defining yourself as pansexual. It may take some time or experimentation to find out whether this label comfortably defines you, and that's totally okay. There's no, identity, there's no identity that is inherently better or more enlightened than others. Pan says, adding, you're allowed to change the language and words you use to describe yourself. Some pansexual and bisexual people also use the word queer. The difference between um, pansexual and bisexual. Pansexual and bisexual are two different sexual orientations, although they can sometimes overlap. Typically, while people identify as pansexual attracted people regardless of gender, People identify as bisexual are attracted to a more gender. That said, people in the LGBT plus community often use these terms fluidly. Some bisexual people define their bisexuality as being attracted to the same gender as other genders. For example, while others who are self-identify as bisexual are attracted to people of all genders. A person might be attracted to men and women, women and other genders, other genders, or just about all genders, all of it is bisexuality. Practically speaking, some pansexual people and bisexual people might be attracted to the exact same types of people. The main difference is that being pansexual is specifically attracted to all types of people regardless of gender, whereas bisexuality simply attracts multiple genders, which may or may not include all genders. Some people consider pansexuality to thus be one form of bisexuality under which identities, under which identities like heteroflexible might also fall. Avoiding misconceptions. 
The difference between pansexual and bisexual. Pansexual and bisexual are two different sexual orientations, although they can sometimes overlap. It includes why people identify as pansexual attracted people regardless of gender, and people who identify as bisexual attracted to more genders. That said, each major uses pure plus community often use these terms fluidly. Some bisexual people define their bisexuality as being attracted to the same gender and other genders. For example, while others who self-identify as bisexual attract people of all genders. A person might be attracted to men and women, women and other genders, several different genders, or just about all genders, all of it is bisexuality. Practically speaking, sometimes sexual people bisexual. Wait, I just read that. I'm so sorry, y'all. Avoiding misconceptions, historically there's been some confusion about the difference between pansexuality and bisexuality. And there's sometimes a bit of contention between these two communities. Some people worry that the rise of pansexuality is contributing body erasure, replacing bisexual identity with a new word that implies bisexuality somehow inferior or less inclusive. It's a misconception that bisexual people are only attracted to such gender people or maybe inclusive transgender individuals who fit in the binary that's not necessarily inherent in the definition. Can't explain there may be some bisexual people who that is true for. There are also many bi people that doesn't resonate for them. Whatever your identity may be, it's important to avoid misconceptions about bisexuality. That's inherently binary, only involves attraction to cis women and cis men. That isn't the case. Understanding your own identity. In addition to the actual definition, a lot of times this is an importance of bisexuality, pansexuality, is what it means to a specific person, why that word choice is the most accurate or meaningful to them can ask. At the end of the day, identity is very personal. Follow your truth and pick whichever word feels right I'm gonna definitely say that um, I'm gonna conclude and all the words I read of